Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the G Show. I'm your host, Garrett, here. And I know it's Thursday night, but I wanted to get a, an episode in because I really enjoy doing this. And I'm just hoping eventually that, you know, this, this podcast will blow up and it'll get back to its glory. It's just starting out again. And, you know, my glory, I mean, it's like 30 or 40 f- listens per episode. I just want to get back to the family getting bigger again. And, you know, I just really enjoy making these. So, you know, I'm a little late. Sorry, guys, but I can get it in now, so I definitely want to do it. 10 p.m. Thursday night. By the way, score update for Thursday Night Football. Packers are up 21-3 on the 49ers, but no shock there. You know, you got Jimmy G and all those guys out, so not really shocking. I mean, Nick Mullins is 8-for-16, so 50%. That's not great for the pick. And Aaron Rodgers is just having himself a day. 13-of-18, 153 touchdowns, so... Point is, Packer fans, this is a pretty easy win, honestly, and you should have no worries about San Francisco really tampering the season. I mean, literally, if you go to win probability for Green Bay, it's 94%. So basically, congratulations, San Francisco. Unless something major happens, you got the dub in the bag. So that's the that's at halftime. So um, there you go. That's the update on Thursday night. But let's go back to last Thursday night. It was uh, Falcons versus Panthers. And I'm very shocked about the outcome. Um, Atlanta went up and beat Carolina. In Carolina, 25-17. to 17. Matt Ryan had himself a day, 21-30 with 280 passing yards and one pick. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater did not have himself a bad day either, 15-23 for 180 yards and a pick. But... And the run game wasn't bad for either team. It was pretty good. But Julio Jones had himself a great day. Seven receptions, 140 yards. And D.J. Morris, the leading receiver of Carolina, didn't really do much. This was 60 yards. But just overall, you know, the defense for Atlanta really carried them in this game. You know, the defense had th- six and a half uh, tackles for loss. It had three sacks. And, you know, that's just a good stat line. If you can really get to the quarterback and – Cause a lot of problems in the back, um, back of the backfield is what I'm trying to say. You can really have yourself a good game. And, you know, the Panthers, you know, they weren't bad either, but they didn't cause nearly as much pressure as the Atlanta uh, Falcons did. So, uh, overall, Atlanta's defense really helped them uh, carry this win. And it was a close one, but win nonetheless for Atlanta Falcons, who improved the 2-6, and six, and the Panthers fall to 3-5. and five. And then let's get into the 1 o'clock games. Now, the game I was watching, as a Steelers fan, should not be that shocking to you. Pittsburgh goes into Baltimore. Many thinking that the Steelers are going to lose this game, but no. Ben had an all right day, 21-32, 180 passing yards, two TDs. But Lamar Jackson was not playing great at all. 13-28, 210 yards, two TDs, but two interceptions. One um, was thrown for pick six to start the game, first play. So not a great sit there for Lamar. You know, J.K. Dobbins really did his damage against the Steelers defense throughout the entire game. You know, ran for 113 yards and 15 carries. But James Conner had a pretty good game with 50 yards and one touchdown. But the real difference maker for the Steelers, which Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, you know, Smith-Schuster had 70 yards and seven receptions. But Will Sneed had that one big play for Baltimore, but he finished the game with 110 yards. But what can I say, you know, the game really started off with that pick six by Robert Spillane for Pittsburgh, and that really set the tone. The first half was ugly, though, for Pittsburgh. 
The Steelers' offense was not moving at all. Baltimore's defense was just clamping. And I got to be honest with you, if we didn't have that second half energy, we would have definitely lost. But good play. Got the chains booming. Eric Ebron was a big, big help. You know, Chase Claypool did lose the ball once, but, you know, that's okay. And overall, the defense for Pittsburgh was huge. They came up with four sacks in this game and five and a half tackles for loss. And believe me, TJ Watt was a big reason why they had a lot of success. With He had to finish the day of a sack, but Stephon Tewitt was a beast. He had eight solo tackles, ten, two, I mean, oh my gosh, two sacks, excuse me, and three tackles for a loss. So he did himself a great day. And overall, just caused a lot of issues for Baltimore. And that's what really led to the Pittsburgh victory there. Pittsburgh approves to 7 0, and they win 28 4. Baltimore falls to 5 2. Now, the other 1 o'clock games that I really want to highlight here was the Bengals and Titans, was the next one. Bengals come up with an upset here. They went 31 20. Bengals proved to 2 5 1. And Tennessee falls to five and two. The stat line for Matt Ryan, you know, he didn't have a terrible game. 18 of 30, 233 yards. He threw two TDs. He's usually pretty accurate, but he threw a pick. But Joe Burrow had himself an amazing day. 26 of 37, 250 yards of two TDs. I really love this kid. Derrick Henry ran ran all over Cincinnati, though. 112 yards in a TD. And Giovanni, excuse me. I can never get his name right. Giovanni Bernard ran for 62 yards and a TD, but on 15 carries, so nothing that impressive. But receiving yards-wise, Corey Davis, you know, his kid's on his rookie last year of his rookie deal, really trying to solidify himself, really trying to give a cause or plea to stay on Tennessee's roster, give him a contract. He came with a big form, eight receptions, 130 yards, and a TD, big day. But T. Higgins seems to be Mr. Reliable for Joe Burrow. He ran, I meant ran, sorry. Six receptions for 78 yards. What a game for T. Higgins, you know, really just trying to, you know, figure out what he, he can do and for Cincinnati really become one of the key offensive weapons for them. You know, A.J. Green is probably going to be uh, off the team and be a free agent here soon for Cincinnati. But you know, the game started off with a field goal, and then, you know, you know, Ron – now Tennessee went up big there, ten zero, and then Derrick Henry, you know, that drive from Tennessee. And it was just a real good back and forth game, but you know, in the second fourth quarter, the Cincinnati was just pouring away there. Starting the second quarter, they scored, you know, went up twenty four seven. Just a real big um, game for Cincinnati, a real statement win there for sure. And I'm just very impressed overall, Cincinnati, and I'm just glad to see that Joe Burrow got a win that he deserved for sure. But, you know, honestly, none of the other games are too shocking there. Uh, Vikings being Green Bay is the other one for sure I want to cover. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins wasn't the best, only 160 yards, but he was pretty accurate. Aaron Rodgers had himself a great day, though. 300 passing yards, three TDs, can't complain. But Dalvin Cook was just a real killer. He was cooking them. That defense there for Green Bay, you know, in Green Bay, 163 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's just a beast of a day. Can't really do much about that. And, you know, receiving, you know, also, you know, Dalvin Cook did his thing. He had 63 yards at a TD receiving. So, you know, Dalvin Cook overall, 220 all-purpose yards. That's pretty insane. So, Dalvin Cook did his thing. And there's no real, uh, you know, there's no real answer from Green Bay there. Devontae Adams did his thing like he usually does. But other than that, really not much to say there. 
I mean, Minnesota's defense was all right. You know, they had uh, one sack. Didn't really do much. And Green Bay's defense, the same thing. Didn't really do much either. So what can I say? You know, Green Bay falls to five and two, and Minnesota falls. Uh, sorry, proves to two and five. Can't say Minnesota fans what to tell you. Honestly, I feel like you should be taken, but whatever. You know, they do what they do. But good win there for uh, good old Minnesota. I lived there for a little bit, so not really a fan, but, you know, it's cool to see uh, cool to see Minnesota win there. And then Buffalo beat New England. Not a shocker there. Kim Newton's not really doing that well. Very disappointing. But other than that, you know, Diggs had a great game, 92 yards and six receptions. Honestly, just Buffalo's cruising there. Their offense looks a little stagnant like they did last year, but they can really fix that offense. Buffalo will be a very scary team for sure. And these 4 o'clock games, honestly, the Saints and Bears was pretty interesting. I was watching that game. Malvin Kamara was doing his thing early. He was cooking, screen plays. He's really good at that. Nick Foles did his thing, 280, two TDs, one interception, but Breeze was 280, two TDs, no picks. Kamara... And then 100 receiving yards and 70 rushing yards. So you do the math there. I mean, that's like 170 all-purpose yards. David Montgomery had 90 receiving yards. He did his thing. Allen Robinson's been playing really good football for Chicago. 90 receiving yards and a touchdown. You know, it just all started with field goals and Allen Robinson. And Chicago's up big. But then Jared Cook, you know, he's cooking for um, – you know, that offense, and since Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders was gone, he was really the real threat there, and then they tied it up, and Chicago just went stagnant, and they couldn't do much. Uh, and then they, they got back into it there. Chicago did at the really end, but it was too late. And overtime, and then at the last overtime with a minute 36 left, Will Lutz made a 35-yard field goal in overtime to eliminate the Chicago Bears. Saints go up 26-3. Broncos, tough win against uh, San Diego. I mean, sorry, not San Diego anymore. L.A. and Tua Tagovailoa got his first win in the NFL. So, congratulations, Tua. Tua didn't do that great, though. 12 of 22, 93 yards. I mean, nothing special. Defense really carried him there. Golf had a good day, 355, but two interceptions really cost him. Fumbles cost uh, L.A. as well. So, honestly, though, Tua, congratulations on your first win. And I'm sure he'll play better football here very shortly. I picked him on my fantasy team, a little risky, but we'll see how that works out. And then the Eagles-Cowboys game was ugly. It was tied. It was like 7-3 at halftime or something. Ben DiNucci, whatever, for uh, Dallas. You know, they got a fourth-string quarterback playing for them this week, so it, it wasn't really a good game. Eagles pulled away at the end. Carson Wentz did his thing, found his players, and, you know, at the end of the day, Eagles won a game they should have won. And Monday Night Football, close one. Giants put up a real big fight here. Uh, just saying, I mean, if you look at the stats, though, for um, Daniel Jones, he threw two interceptions, but 262 TDs, not bad. Brady played well, 282 TDs. But, you know, the real difference maker for New York there was Sterling Shepard, and he's an underrated, uh, undervalued wide receiver. So I really, really like him a lot. Leonard Fournette did his thing for Tampa Bay. Mike Evans and Mike Evans things, but, you know, Tampa Bay's getting Antonio Brown, so that kind of helps. And honestly, the defense for Tampa Bay, they had three sacks and five tackles for loss. So if you can really implement that, and they had two interceptions, like I said, so Tampa's defense really helped them pull away there at the end. 
And honestly, I'm just really happy for uh, New York. They actually played a competitive football game. You don't really see that a lot. And I'm just glad that they, you know, kept it with it with a good team. And that just proves to the organization there in New York that they are a legit football team, not a joke. And also I saw a thing about Logan Ryan saying the trainer saved his wife. You know, uh, I don't want to get about pregnancy or anything, but basically a baby wasn't, baby was not supposed to be where it was and they fixed it and she's alive. And Logan Ryan's just accrediting that um, team and their offensive I mean, not their offense, their training staff, you know, really appreciating them and thanking them. And, you know, it just really shows to an organization that they really care about their team and their players and all that goes along with it. So, hey, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of G-Show. I'm your host, Garrett. Until next time, I'll catch you later. Peace.